I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This has been a presentation of Odyssey Sports. For even more coverage of your team, download the free Odyssey app and listen to your favorite stations, shows, and podcasts. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 54 seconds to go. Crossover by Wiggins. The winner will lead the series three games to two. Wiggins spins, fadeaway jumper. Good with 47.8 to go. 119-114, Warriors up five. Yeah, Warriors up five at that point. Stephen Curry, the driving layup in the and one, 122-114 after that. And the Warriors go on to win it, 123-116 to as they hold off a Another furious rally from the Sacramento Kings who just never seem to go away even when the Warriors seemingly are starting to figure things out. We welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson at Golden One Center here in Sacramento. We'll open up the phone lines here. Appreciate everybody watching on YouTube and Twitch as we get this thing rolling here on a Wednesday night. 888-957-9570, 9579570 as the Warriors take the 3 games to 2 series advantage back to the bay for game number 6 which is going to be on Friday afternoon and this is something you're going to hear me say a lot over the course of the next 90 minutes or so as we keep things rolling until midnight here on 957 the game game 6 begins at 5 p.m. Pacific time in San Francisco on Friday afternoon uh double header there are only two game sixes to be played among the series that are scheduled the Knicks close things out tonight in five the Bucks were beaten by Miami as the eight seed beats the one seed four games to one there and so the Bucks are out so only two games on Friday that means the Warriors game and the Lakers Grizzlies game 
those are the two. So one of them had to be the late game for the ESPN doubleheader. One of them had to be the early game for the ESPN doubleheader. And the NBA chose the early game uh, and the Warriors and Kings as the series that has been the more entertaining of the two for the primetime East Coast slot. So take the day off. Get out of work early. Get into the city early. I don't know what you got to do. Treat it like a, a Saturday or a Sunday. Basically, just shut down the city of San Francisco on Friday to allow people to get to the ball game and be able to to cheer on the Warriors if they choose to do so uh, in what could be a closeout game of what has been an unbelievably hard fought series. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. 888-957-9570 as the Warriors win a road game in the 28th consecutive playoff series. That goes back to 2013, first round against Denver, and that is every single playoff series that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green have played in together. Every single one. They have won at least one road playoff game in all of them, and it was nip and tuck tonight. Uh, as far as this game went, some similarities, teams one and two, but the Warriors figuring things out offensively uh, in this series and doing enough defensively to be able to hold off Sacramento now down the stretch for a second consecutive game. But let's get into some of the, the key points of this one. I mean, shaky start for the Warriors tonight. They looked in the first five, six minutes about as shaky as they did in some of their worst moments in this building, in either game one or game two when they dropped both of them. Steve Kerr wound up using the same lineup that he used to start game three and game four with Draymond Green suspended for game three coming off the bench in game four. And part of this, when you look, is you know, the Warriors were not defending well early in the game. Sabonis was was getting rolling early in the game. Keegan Murray was getting rolling early in the game. The crowd was jacked. And, and the Warriors, I think, only being down three at the end of the first quarter was huge because it felt with the way that the Warriors played like they could have been down double digits. The Kings were 8 of 12 from three in the first quarter. All the conversation about De'Aaron Fox in his hand, he looked terrific in, in the first quarter and was flying around and was knocking down the three ball. So nothing to see here, although Fox clearly playing in pain. Second quarter, Warriors flipped the game, and they flipped the game with their defense. After a loose first quarter, they flipped the game with their defense, outscored the Kings 27-20 in quarter number two, as the Warriors still at times were having a difficult time getting into their offense. But Clay Thompson, huge in the first half, huge in the second quarter. 16 points for Clay Thompson at the break. He took some bad ones. But what are bad shots when they're going in? And tonight was one of those first halves where Clay did take some bad ones, but they were going in, and the Warriors needed it, and it helped flip the game in the second quarter to that 27-20 advantage. Steph Curry ended up with 12 in the first half. Draymond Green came in, and look at Draymond Green, the scorer for the Warriors in this one. And then Gary Payton, the second, down the stretch, plus 10 in the final seven minutes of that second quarter, and that's really a key stretch where the Warriors were able to with Stephen Curry off the floor I think this is the key point in the ball game the Warriors went from down five to up six 12-1 run with Steph Curry off the floor Kings cut it down uh, to what ultimately would be a four-point game at the half but the Warriors able to survive a super hot shooting start from Sacramento at eight of 12 they didn't make a three-pointer 
in quarter number two. De'Aaron Fox had 17. Keegan Murray, the 10. Quick ones early. Sabonis was doing his thing uh, to a higher degree at times than he had been at other points in this series where the Warriors had been a handful on him. But the Warriors flipped it there with that critical stretch. Gary Payton, the second part of it. Clay Thompson, part of it. And then what can you say about Kevon Looney? I mean, that that hasn't already been said with the series that, that he had before tonight's game. But Kevon Looney just cleaning the glass. And the Warriors got hit a little bit early on the offensive boards. And Sacramento did end up with 12 offensive rebounds. But Kevon Looney had seven offensive rebounds himself and 15 defense. He had 22 rebounds. So Kevon Looney, a, another game where four points, 22 rebounds to go with seven assists and just a stabilizing force for the Warriors here in this one as as they wind up getting the win. Third quarter, Warriors missed some open looks, but that's where the offense came calling for, for the Warriors, attacking and getting layups. The layup line that has been there when the Warriors have been patient enough to take it, it felt an awful lot like good chunks of game four at Chase, and the Kings have had all kinds of quarters this year. I can't tell you how many times watching them they have a 39-34 quarter where there's just no defense being played, but the Warriors were able to make them pay by continuing to attack the basket. Now, the Warriors were in some foul trouble from a team standpoint in the fourth quarter. The Warriors were in some foul trouble from a personal standpoint. It looked like that had the potential to, to maybe put the Warriors in an even more dicey situation than they found themselves in. But fourth quarter, Warriors clinging to that 8-10 to 10 point lead and just enough answers. Curry with a couple of big layups. Uh, Draymond Green, how about his pull-up jumper with... The Warriors up one after a turnover and an Andrew Wiggins foul. The Warriors couldn't stop with the take fouls and the clear path fouls. But Draymond, I think 2019 Portland Western Conference Finals Draymond in, in this game tonight for Golden State. Short jumper made it 113 to 110. Then Draymond steal. Clay makes it 115 to 110. Another Draymond steal. And then the Warriors missed a couple of daggers. Malik Monk was keeping Sacramento in it. But Curry able to put the Warriors back up five. And then uh, the Kings missed a couple of shots. Still in the game. Curry missed the dagger three. Sabonis got a dunk. Uh, There was the unsuccessful challenge. uh, But Malik Monk missed a three. Andrew Wiggins put him up five. And then Curry... Uh, clinched this one with the driving layup to make it 122 to 114 with 22.4 to go. And you add it all up, and the Warriors now find themselves with a three games to two series advantage after trailing in this series 0-2. Also the sixth time now that the Warriors in a series in the Steve Kerr era where they've been tied at 2-2, they've gone on to win every one of those series. This is the fifth time in six chances that the Warriors have won that game five. They've won the series Every single time. 888-957-9570. Who's your heroes tonight for Golden State? Uh, Just so many to go around here. Uh, Offense, steady defense, overcoming, I think, some of the foul trouble at different points in in this game as well. And then what can you say about Kavon Looney? Just uh, incredible, incredible stuff as he allowed the Warriors to, to get the ball off of they're better defensive possessions, but also some backbreaker offensive rebounds in, in this one, part of his seven and the 22 total. So let's get to the phones. 888 uh, Phil Mo Mike's going to get it started tonight here on a Wednesday on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, Phil Mo? Oh, man, what a game. You feel me? 
on some real ish. The NBA is not stupid. You can say what you want about uh, not David Stern, but uh, the guy, whatever he is. This series is lit. And the NBA knows what the hell they doing. And a playoff, this is what the playoffs is all about. Some fool called earlier talking to Willard and Diz talking about Draymond Green is not a winner. What? What? He's the DJ Khaled of basketball players. All they do is win. What are we, what are we, what are we smoking? It's not a coincidence, bro. Like, these games are so close. It's not a coincidence that Draymond Green is the reason that we're winning. It's like, it's like a shot there, a shot there, a shot there. There's a reason. It's a play there, a play there, a play there that changed the, the, the graphic of the game. And I don't know what people are seeing, but y'all need to open your eyes and stop hating on dark skinned people. Dark skinned blood matter, man. <laughs> I love it. It's a joke. It's a joke, but I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I got you, Philbo. Now, I got you, my man. I, I tripped over my cord right in the moment when you said that. That's why I didn't react to you. I thought I was going to knock myself off the air here. Uh, appreciate it, Philmo Mike. But, yeah, look, Draymond, 21 points tonight on 8 of 10, and he attacked the basket, and, and he made shots. And the Kings are terrible at defending on the interior, and you know Draymond, early on in the series, was not making Sacramento pay for the fact that it's a freaking layup line if you attack him. Tonight, Draymond made him pay. Now, I don't know about the Dirk Nowitzki pull-up in a one-point game when Golden One Center is about to erupt, as it did in Game 1 and Game 2, but the one thing we've seen from Draymond Green over and over and over and over again is he rises to the occasion in the biggest moments. And for all the different times that Draymond Green has let this Warriors team down, there's been just as many times where Draymond Green lifts this Warriors team up and winds up getting the last laugh in a series where potentially he's cost him. And I think this game tonight, you know, he had a little something for the 18,253 that were in attendance that were ready to watch him erupt on the negative again and maybe put the Warriors in a catastrophic position heading back home with their season on the line at, you know, down three to two. You know, Draymond Green has a six-point scoring game. We're, we're having a completely different conversation tonight, but he attacked and he made Sacramento pay for one of their biggest deficiencies, which is the inability to cover on the interior defensively. How about this number? First time in the regular season or playoffs that Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins all scored 20 points in the game. All four. The, the big four. Steph, Clay, Draymond, plus Wiggins, all went for 20, and the Warriors needed all of it in, in this one. Steph goes for 31, Clay 25, Wiggins 20, and it was an efficient 20 with a couple of three-point makes, and then Draymond's 8 for 10. You couple that with Kevon Looney's rebounding. You mix in a little Gary Payton the second with his stellar defense and four or five field goals with some critical layups. The Warriors had 60 points in the paint. 60 points in the paint tonight. That's how you get it done when you only knock down 11 to 38 from three. Uh, and how about the Kings? The Kings started tonight 8 of 12 from three. The Kings finished tonight two for their last 22 
from three-point range. So the hot start cooled. The Warriors got it going on the interior, and that's how they're able to walk out of Golden 1 Center with a 3-2 lead heading back to Chase for Friday afternoon. 888-957-9570. Let's keep it rolling on the phone lines with Connor on the way back from Sacramento here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, Connor? Bonte, what's up, brother? How we doing? Yeah, it's JD, man. It's JD. Oh, it's JD. Oh, my bad, JD. Well, hey, I just want to make a comment here. The the Sacramento Kings, they are pumping the crowd noise in. There's no way it's rocking bigger than Oracle. No way. Absolutely not. Go Dubs. We're on the way back to San Francisco. Big win, baby. Warriors in six. Let's go. All right. Enjoy, Connor. I don't think so, man. I, I think it just is that loud, to, to be perfectly honest. Uh, you know, I, I know I've delved and uh, annoyed some here in Sacramento with some things that have been presented as conspiracy theories here over the last couple of days, but that's one I'm not buying at all. I, they, they were not to my ear at all, and I've been at game one, game two, game five, piping in crowd noise. That place was this loud, and it did rival Oracle from the We Believe years. It absolutely rivaled Oracle from the 2013, 14, 15, 16 years. There's no doubt. Uh, but, no, it was a, an electrifying crowd. And I, and I think that's where you got to give the Warriors a lot of credit early in the game. They took some freaking haymakers from the Kings. The Kings came out smoking from three-point range. And, like, they were trying to put the Warriors down 36-40-22 at the end of the first quarter. But the Warriors' poise, even though they weren't playing well, even though Sacramento was going off from distance – they're poised to hang in and do just enough to where you look up at the end of the quarter and it's 36-33. That's champion-level stuff in what was an absolutely electric and hostile environment. I will, though, Connor, give a hat tip to the Warrior fans because there were, I don't know, five times as many Warrior fans in, in this building, maybe more than that than there were in Games 1 or Game 2. Now, it still wasn't an overwhelming amount. I mean, there were so few. It was probably 98-2 in terms of percentage in the first couple of games. I thought it was more like 85-15 in this one. A lot more Warrior fans making the trip for for Game 5. And while it was electric, it wasn't quite what it was as consistently as it was in those first two games. All right, let's keep it rolling with Sophomore in Pacifica. 888-957-9570. Hey, Sophomore. Hey, J.D. Uh You've got part of the story, and Filmo Mike, of course, has part of the story, but like, you got to think of Draymond Green as like a player coach. So all of this did not happen like reactively. It's because Draymond said in his head, this is how this game is going to go, and he made it happen. He scored this many points because he planned to. And, of course, no one player, no one coach controls the game. But this was an assertion of his will, and it went the way he wanted it to go. So extremely impressive. Huge roses and flowers to, uh, to Draymond tonight. Yeah, he didn't let Sacramento not guard him and still not score. Like A big part of the Sacramento Kings' success defensively against the Warriors in the first couple of games of this series is because they weren't guarding Draymond Green, and he wasn't pay- making him pay. And they were using the ability that Draymond Green wasn't a threat on the floor to help them put pressure on the Warriors' other scores. And, you know, I mentioned this 
after game three, the fact that Draymond Green was probably watching game three as a coach, as a high IQ player, and and picking apart all of the different ways that he could reinsert himself back into this series and, and help. And one of those ways, it turns out, is taking advantage of the way Sacramento was defending the Warriors through the first couple of games of the series. And look, Sacramento defense, if you're patient, and they did have done a nice job against the Warriors with the you know ball pressure on certain plays. But if if you run your offense and cut and keep it moving and don't turn it over and take bad shots, you can put 60, 70 points on the paint on them every single freaking night. And then yeah, they're going to get theirs, and they may have a hot night from three, and De'Aaron Fox may get rolling, and it and it looks insurmountable they're always going to make their runs and they're never out of the game but you can outlast them if you keep scoring in a patient efficient manner and the Warriors were able to do enough of that tonight uh, to prevail in this one and a big part of that is the fact that you know one thing I know Mike Brown wasn't banking on was Draymond Green scoring 21 points like that's just that's just the reality Uh, you know he came up with all kinds of different things that, that he could try to do but the one thing that I think as this series continues to move forward and, and the Warriors have the, the 3-2 lead now and look to get one more win, it's the fact that they've maybe found something which the rest of the league found, at least in the games where Sacramento was able to be beat, and that's the fact that, that really you should be able to make them pay for their defensive inabilities. Uh, Reggie and Vallejo next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Reggie? Hey, what's up, uh, JD? Man, I just uh, just want to say I appreciate uh, your work, and um, man, I just want to let you know, brother. The Bay, the Bay's got your back. I saw that little Twitter war that was going on about the Darren Fox <laughs> finger thing. Um, that was just yeah. He looked pretty good tonight, didn't he? He he didn't look yeah, like a guy great, that was right? doubtful. Clutch, shout out to Clutch Sports. I think I tweeted you about that earlier. That that had me cracking up. <laughs> And look, everybody should have expected that. Like, honestly, and, and look, hat tip to him. He was obviously in a lot of pain, and maybe he wasn't as the game went on yeah. his his full self. I mean, no no disrespect. I mean, he was terrific in the first half, and, and you know, he ended up 9-25 uh, and, and missed his last seven from three. So I think it's pretty clear that it was bothering him as the game went on. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, he came out and, and he put it on the Warriors early. And, and look, here's the, here's the other reality. The, the Kings were going away from him for, for a good chunk of the, of the night. But let me, let me, let me uh, what else is on your mind there, Reggie? Yeah, um, I just wanted to also talk about the, the offense and the last five-minute stretch, just, you know, seeing Gary Payton getting those, that, those hustle minutes in there and just, man, Andrew Wiggins, this was, I'm looking at his stat line, he's 20, 18, 20, 22, 17 in his last couple games back. He looks like he hasn't missed a game in the season. He played 39 minutes tonight. I mean, that, that's incredible to me and just the, the shot-making of – you know, Steph, Clay, Dre, pedigree, DNA, whatever you guys want to call it. They, from, from your words, J.D., they look buttoned up in the last five, five minutes. They just withstood the storm over and over and over. I mean, we talked about the first quarter storm. I thought the Warriors on a lot of nights, especially in the regular season, would have been down 38-20 at the end of the first quarter. But they, they held their mud. They did enough. They didn't panic place was rocking 
And it was it really was one of those moments where you look up at the end of the first quarter and you go, the Kings are up three. They hit eight of 12 from three. De'Aaron Fox looks like the best version of himself, at least at that point, even though it didn't continue. And the Warriors were only up three. And, it, and that was a flip from the first two games in this building because I thought the Warriors should have been up at the end of the first quarter in game one, and the game was tied. And I thought the Warriors probably should have been up 15 points in game two, but they were only up six. And then those moments where Steve Kerr went away from Stephen Curry and De'Aaron Fox was on the floor against some Warrior bench players, they'd make their little run and, and get back into the game, and then the Warriors would do a bunch of dumb stuff, take bad shots, turn it over, offensive rebounds, second chances, all of that stuff. And while we're talking about Steve Kerr, got to give Steve Kerr a nod uh, tonight for finally just playing the right nine. And and I know it's been a little difficult for him to get to this point because of the Draymond Green suspension and because of Gary Payton II's illness and inability to play in Game 3, and he clearly wasn't able to be himself in, in Game 4, and Steve Kerr went away from him, and, and that worked out. Moses Moody found something with him being able to play some short minutes in, in Game 2, which carried over to Game 3 and then to Game 4, and he got out there tonight. But, but, but Steve Kerr basically played – he basically played six. He technically played nine, but he really played eight because Moses Moody only played four, and he finally didn't go to Kaminga. Kaminga had almost single-handedly wrecked two games in this series, in Game 2 and Game 4 for the Warriors, with the minus 10 at the top of the second quarter in Game 2. And in Game 4, it was a similar deal, minus 8 in about three minutes. And I know because of the fact that he played okay with the Warriors up in Game 3, he wanted to give him a shot in Game 4. Because of the, the Draymond suspension, he was going to give him a shot probably in, in, in Game 3. I think he was going to go away from him in Game 2 after he wasn't great in Game 1. But then you got to deal with the, the, the Draymond suspension. I think he regretted it in, in Game 2 playing him. But, but he, he's not the story. But the story is the fact that in a game that the Warriors, as it went on, felt like they absolutely had to have he played and buttoned up the rotation, and I think he had to. I mean, this is akin to Major League Baseball playoffs. Are you going to use your closers for the the two-inning save, right? The six-out save, the five-out save. And Steve Kerr did it, and I think he had to because this is the last game where the Warriors had the extended rest. Not even two days. It was really three full days because game four ended at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, and this game didn't take place until 7 o'clock tonight. So it was basically 75, 76 hours that the Warriors had to, to rest up their older bodies in this series. And so as this game went on and the Warriors were able to flip it in the second quarter and build what would be the 12-point lead from there and the Kings were making their runs, this game felt like the game the Warriors absolutely had to get now with the quick turnaround to game six on Friday by comparison and what would be an even quicker turnaround if this thing ends up going from Friday to Sunday, a game seven, if the Warriors are unable to close it out on Friday, that would be 1230 right back here in, in Sacramento. I think the Warriors want no part of that against a younger team that continues to apply relentless pressure on the Warriors, even when it seems like things are, are in control. And so tonight was one that, that I'll say it. I think they had to have it. And had they dropped it uh, somehow uh, with as much of the game as they controlled it 
I, I think it would have been catastrophic for, for Golden State, but they were unable or they were able to close it out. They get the win, 123 to 116, and now the 3 2 lead. Series isn't over, but the Warriors got the one they're going to have to get in this building. I would be reluctant to think that you're going to be able to do it again if you're Golden State. Eric in San Francisco, full phone lines, 888-957-9570. Eric's here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, J.D. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Two quick points. Uh, first point is I'm a Warriors season ticket holder from 2012, and I think this is one of the most impressive road wins because at least through the TV, the Kings Arena – seems to remind me of how crazy Oracle was when we knocked off the Nuggets in 2013 playoffs. It was just absolute insanity in there. And so for the Warriors to be able to take the best punch from the Kings in a crowd that hostile, it ranks right up there with the Boston win. I know it's not the finals or anything like that, but just in terms of the intensity that comes through the TV, it just seems like, they really pulled out a tough one on the road. And the other point I wanted to bring out, I think the league is underselling how impressive Andrew Wiggins is. Like, to be able to take two months off and just walk right into the first round of the playoffs and put together basically five consecutive really solid games where there's no way we win any one of those three, uh, the three games we won without him. Um, I just think it's really impressive and being undersold by the whole league. I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Especially since you've Wiggins been is, at the Kings Arena and you know what it was like in 2012. Yeah, no no doubt. I, I think this has been as legitimate a road crowd as the Warriors have faced at any point in their run. I, I think it's right up there with Boston in the finals last year, which was terrific. I think it was right up there with Oklahoma City in 2016 when the Warriors got down 3-1, ultimately came back and, and won that series. There have been some really good crowds in Portland. I think the the games here in Sacramento, the three that have been played to this point, have all surpassed any of those. Cleveland, the year that they got the better of the Warriors and came back from 3-1, that building was pretty hostile and intense and, and on one. Uh, but this is as true a road environment as the Warriors have faced as they're getting older against a young upstart team that in many ways their strengths play into the Warriors' weaknesses when the Warriors aren't totally themselves. And so I think when you add all that up, this is one of the most impressive road wins that they've had among the 28 consecutive series now where Steph Clay and Draymond have, have won a road game going all the way back to 2013. Every single one that they've played in together, every single playoff series they've been able to get one. I, I think this one tonight is probably right up there considering the circumstances and being down 0-2 in a series for the first time ever in the Steve Kerr era. I mean, it, it, it's hard to imagine when you think being down 0-2 and knowing that you've been as bad a road team as the Warriors have been this year, and knowing you got to get one, and knowing that the Kings are pretty relentless and coming after you at every turn, even when you think you – know, every time the Warriors think they've got it in this series, the Kings go on like a 6-0 run, and it's like, oh, you know, tie game. Oh, you're behind. Oh, one-point game. And 18,000 people are ringing, ringing cowbells and, and breathing down your neck. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And as far as Wiggins goes, I mean, Wiggins 
he was a little rusty with the, you're just seeing him get a little bit better each game and a little bit more comfortable and Wiggins is another one of those guys that plays perfectly against Sacramento because he can get the tough twos and you know the Kings have done a nice job at times taking the three away making the Warriors get into their offense late ball pressure impressive really for a team that's as bad defensively as they are but Wiggins is one of those guys that can hit those buckets with the shot clock running down that can get going toward the basket and we've seen him be able to knock down some more threes as as this series has has gone on and and look two for five is is fine two for five for Wiggins in a in a playoff game in this series that's that's terrific the Warriors will sign up for that what you can't have is one for eight one for nine and we saw that in game one and they were a lot of good shots and he was clearly rusty but as far as just the wind and the the conditioning and and his ability to look like his old self relatively quickly that's that's been one of the absolute keys to this series all right eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy Ricky Josue Tony Rich I'm coming to you guys, but I, I do need to break. Sterling's on me saying, hey, you got to break. We're also going to get the secret sauce of the game. We're going to do that right now. Secret sauce of the game brought to you by Proposition Chicken. This chicken goes three ways, fried, flipped, and fake. Now available in nine Bay Area locations. Or you can order online at propositionchicken.com. The secret sauce of the game for the Warriors. It's Draymond Green tonight. I mean, point blank. Draymond Green with the target on him coming off the bench, this crowd ready to just put it on him again if, if he's unable to keep his composure and as if there was any doubt as to whether he'd be able to keep his composure. Uh, not only did he do that, but coming off the bench in, in 32 minutes, just relentless in his attacking of the weak Sacramento defense, 8 of 10, just big steals down the stretch, tremendous defense, I mean, four steals for Draymond. He has a block, the seven assists. I mean, it was it was just he was just doing it all, and he was much more composed and patient with his game tonight, which I think was was hugely important. This was a vintage Draymond Green. Don't sleep on the different ways that I can beat you kind of game, and the Warriors absolutely had to have it. And like I said a little bit earlier, if this is a four point Draymond game then the Warriors get run out of the building in in this one. And we're talking about them being on the brink of elimination on Friday. So Draymond Green, the doing-it-all performance, your secret sauce of the game. All right, we'll pause here. We'll come back. We're keeping this thing going until midnight. 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson at Golden 1 Center. Warriors beat the Kings 123-116 to to take a 3-2 lead here on 95-7 the game. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spin by Herter, backs up and settles for a three. That's no good. Peyton with the offensive rebound out to Wiggins. He'll penetrate. Kicked it up top to Thompson. Thompson spins to the right elbow, draws a crowd. Won't shoot it now, does with five on the clock. It's a three for Clay, and we are tied at 50. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95 7, the game. Yeah. Part of the pivotal third or second quarter, Clay Thompson tying the game at 50, Gary Payton the second. Wow, a couple of huge plays. Layups, offensive rebounds, steals. I mean, he was doing it all in that seven minutes there to close the first half. And part of that 12-1 stretch where the Warriors, without Steph Curry on the floor, went from down five to up six. The Kings made it a four-point game at the half, but uh, that was the critical juncture of quarter number two, allowed the Warriors to go into halftime with the lead, and then the free-for-all open gym third quarter allowed the Warriors to get a little breathing room and then enough shot-making and defense from Draymond Green and patience and poise in the fourth quarter to hold on as you knew the Kings were coming, as they have throughout the entirety of this series. 123-116 to 116 is the final back here at Golden 1 Center in Sacramento. John Dickinson with you as the Warriors take the three games to two series advantage over the Sacramento Kings. Game six on Friday. And again, going to say this a lot here between now and midnight. Game six is a five o'clock start right here on 95.7 the game. That's right. Five o'clock start. There's two Western Conference playoff games and that's it on Friday with the Lakers Grizzlies game six down in Southern California. And the NBA and ESPN, they pick the Warriors to be in the prime Eastern time zone slot, I think, because this series has been better 
than that series by, well, exponentially better, uh, without a doubt, just in terms of entertainment value. And, of course, the Warriors being one of the major, if not the number one draw in the league is part of that as well. So I think a lot of Warrior fans are, are sitting here thinking, wait a minute, this is disrespectful. It's actually not disrespectful. It's actually the preferred, it, it, the bigger slot is the 5 o'clock Pacific 8 Eastern slot. Uh, it's very rare you're able to get a, a Western Conference game in that slot. So the league rolled with it, and the Lakers are getting the 7.30 game on ESPN. And so that game's tipping off at 5 in the afternoon on a Friday. And if you've ever been in downtown San Francisco at 5 in the afternoon on a Friday, there are a lot of people trying to get out, which can make it a little difficult to get in. So uh, if you're coming to the ball game Friday at Chase and what figures to be a beautiful afternoon heading into the weekend, you might want to just take the day off. Hell, you might want to just take Thursday off. Just take Thursday and Friday. Just make it a four-day weekend at, at this point and get to Chase. I know the Warriors are going to be putting a lot of heat on people to get there on time and early. And again, call in sick, take your PTO, do whatever you got to do to try and fill up Chase Center for the 5 o'clock start. That's going to be the earliest weekday start in the history of the building. And I can't tell you the last time the Warriors played a 5 o'clock game during the week. I know there's been some 5.30s in the finals and a lot of 6 o'clock games in the West Finals and the NBA Finals. But 5 o'clock, I mean, I think you got to go all the way back to Oracle and probably all the way back to the mid to late, you know, 2007-2008-ish era when the league still had Western Conference teams playing 5 o'clock starts, even in the regular season some. Uh, used to be a thing. They went away from it. big part of the reason they went away from it is because it's hard to fill the building, especially in major metropolitan cities like San Francisco. But it is what it is, and it's a closeout game for the Warriors, and I think it's a game they absolutely have to get to avoid coming back in what would be a 36- to 38-hour turnaround for a potential Game 7 if they don't get it right back in this building at 12.30 on Sunday. 888-957-9570. Let's keep it rolling on the phone lines here on 95.7 The Game with Ricky. Ricky gets us started here this segment. What's going on tonight, Ricky? going on, J.D.? How you doing, man? Doing great, man. I had a W. You know, I took my PTO for today, actually. I'm not coming in <laughs> Thursday. I'm not decided if I should come in Friday. You know, I'm going to keep it going. We'll see. You know what I mean? Because right now, actually, you got to do it, Ricky. You, know, like, you got to do it, man. I'm going to go to the casino right now. I'm going to meet my side chick. I'm going to go party at Encore. We have an Encore here on, on Boston. So I'm going right now, actually. <laughs> but uh, anyway, about the game tonight, man. Great game, man. Clay Thompson. Vintage Clay, second quarter. I don't know if you remember, but I called you last week about Clay right after game two. And I said to you, I was like, I didn't see, you know, Clay moving without the ball and the offense, right? He was just standing still like a statue and letting Curry, you know, just dribble, dribble, let the clock run down, and Curry with a miracle shot. But I didn't see Clay moving without the ball. And I wanted to see that going forward to game three. I saw that game four. I saw that tonight. I saw it especially at the end, second court. He was moving out, with the, moving without the ball. It looked like Reggie Miller and his prime out there, scoring, hitting the J. You know, I want to keep, I want to keep Clay keep doing that. And, you know, if the Warriors and Clay have that successful remedy to, to move without the ball in Austin, the Warriors going to be unstoppable, man. But listen, I got to go. Man. I got to go to Austin, bro. I got to celebrate tonight. I'm feeling good, man. Go Dubs. Appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate it, Ricky. I know Ricky checking in from Boston. I know Ricky's 
Ricky likes the 5 o'clock start because it's 8 o'clock for him. That's perfect on a Friday night. Again, I think that's part of the reason why the Warriors are in, in that slot. I think the other part of it could be the quick turnaround if there's a Game 7. I know a couple of extra hours doesn't seem like much, but it can be. And so you would know, obviously, although I, I guess the Lakers, if there's a Game 7, might be playing an early a game even earlier than that back in Memphis. Uh, but we'll we'll see about all of that. But, uh, yeah, as far as Clay, I mean, one of the stories of, of this series, I think, has been Clay's patience as it's gone on because he was taking some really bad shots. Uh, and, and especially in the first game, he got a little more patient in the second game. He started off poor in the third game but had an excellent game as that one. Uh, I'm sorry, in the fourth game, he started off poorly but had an excellent game four top to bottom as, as that game played out ended up being the leader and plus minus for the, for the game and and just the, the key for clay is on the nights where he's not hitting to not kind of like we were talking about wiggins earlier it's not to take too many shots on the nights where you're not hitting and understand that even though you're one of the greatest shooters of all time it might not be your night and against this sacramento team the bad shots you take that you don't make are exactly what gets you beat I mean, the Kings want to get you into this track meet where you feel like you can run with them and take bad shots with them and you miss enough of them and they run it back the other way for layups and open threes and get the crowd in the game and and it's just relentless. They 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 take advantage of your mistakes. I I think in some ways better than better than any team in the league with hitting you with those little six point runs. But I think Clay over the course of this series has made the adjustment and just played calmer. And I think that's probably one of the big stories for the Warriors as this series has gone on. They've just, they, you know, it took them a couple of games to figure it out. I don't want to go as far as to say is they didn't respect the Kings enough at the beginning, but if they didn't, being down 0-2 with Draymond Green serving a suspension and Gary Payton II down due to illness, that's enough to wake you up uh, and, and understand that you got to play a hell of a lot more buttoned up than the Warriors did in the first two games of the series. Clay's a big part of that story because he's done it. Draymond's done it. Kevon Looney's been somebody the Warriors have leaned on, and they've needed all of it here to be able to to win uh, the last three games now and take the, the, the 3-2 lead. Josue in Vallejo next year, 888-957-9570. Hey, Josue. Hey, J.D. I'm actually in Fremont. I don't know, he must have misheard me, but I'm Josue from Fremont. Okay. Um, yeah, what's going on, man? Uh, I, maybe you were just driving through Vallejo, Josue. But yeah, what's going on tonight in Fremont, brother? <laughs> yeah, in my last life. Um, yeah, man, <laughs> I, I, I was I, I was going to talk about Clay, but since that previous caller just uh, chatted about him, I'll just say really quick, like his shot difficulty was off the charts tonight. I really appreciated his game. I, I, I don't disagree with you in that Draymond was the secret sauce. But one of my takes, because there's a bunch from the game, right, like four people and 20-plus points, Looney with 20-plus boards. Um, but I just think the floor game from DP2, Jordan Poole, and Dante uh, outplayed anything that Sacramento put on the on the floor. I think Sacramento played a good game overall. I could tell that De'Aaron Fox's fingers started to wear on him a little bit, but just the floor game, G, uh, GP2, Jordan Poole, and Dante was – was pretty clutch tonight. Quiet, but clutch. And that's my take. Yeah, absolutely. There weren't really negative minutes from, from any of them. I mean, Dante ended up being a negative 11 in the game, but you, you can't can't only play six. You can, in theory, play six, but, but you can't literally play six. And so... 
DiVincenzo had to play. He's been up and down in this series, I think mostly down top to bottom, but they got just enough from the others, and Peyton was huge. I mean, Peyton was absolutely huge uh, in this one. Let's keep it rolling. Tony and Alameda next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Tony. Yes, hi. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Hey, listen, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to say that right now, okay? The first thing I, I'm going to mention to you is about Steve Kerr, okay? It's, it's how he juggled this lineup, okay? Saving Green, okay, two games he didn't start. I think he's trying to uh, make sure he's not going to get anger right away, okay, and also energy. And that worked out. That's pretty good, okay, that worked out pretty good. Okay, also Curry, a quiet 31 points, 2 for 10 in threes. That, that worked out good. And the main, I think, secret sauce is Jalen Green. 21 points, come on. It, if you didn't score, if you only scored eight or ten points, who would have lost the game? That's the bottom line, okay? I mean, I know he missed like three or four free throws, but he would have missed, if you didn't score at 21 points, if, I did just say ten points only, we would have lost the game. I think that's a secret. So, uh, by the way, the announcer on TNT, he is very terrible as far as when Terry got really elbowed in his ribs. He said, oh, this is a common foul. That's just, he can shake it up or something. But I don't know who he is. I like to find out who that guy is. Okay. And GP2, this guy, he has some plays tonight that kind of help us out in a way, you know, especially on the, oh, when he got the ball and, and the jump ball and the ball went into us. And that was a big difference too. And Lily, thank you, Lily, for another, another rebound there. Please keep it up. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you very much, Tony. Tony and Alameda, always great to hear from you. T- tonight was a game that was it was about Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, and Looney. That that lineup that is the top rated lineup, five man group in the NBA, and they all contributed in a major way. Tonight it was Gary Payton the second who was the sixth. But I mean, look at look at Steph tonight for for the Warriors. He goes for thirty one points in this one, eight assists. Big time shot make, shots made from two in this game. Ten of fifteen for Steph on twos. He was two of ten from three. You look at Clay Thompson, five of eleven from three. Clay made, I thought, three bad shot makes in in the first half that the Warriors had to have. And this was the second game in a row where Clay hit some shots that came at critical moments where the Warriors were really up against it, and he was able to to knock them down, and it helped stabilize the Warriors in the first quarter, help them go from down to up in the second quarter, and help them maintain over the second half the lead that they built. And the Kings did it, get it down to one, but they never quite tied it, and they never got the lead. And at any point, it felt like if, if Sacramento was able to do it, it might start to feel a little bit like game one and game two all over again. But that five, plus Gary Payton the second, I mean the four going for, for 20, and then Looney going for 22 rebounds and seven assists. I mean, it was just spectacular. The ball was moving, 33 assists for the Warriors. They did limit the turnovers to 14. There were some sloppy ones mixed in there as well. But uh, this was, I think, one of the better just all-around performances that the Warriors have had, and, and from Draymond specifically. Most points Draymond has scored in any game this season, tonight. I mean, think about that. 
Draymond Green had his best scoring game of the season, 21 points in a game the Warriors won by seven in a 2-2 Western Conference playoff series on the road. I mean, if that isn't an absolute war daddy, winner, rise to the occasion in the biggest moments, I, I, I don't know what is from, from Draymond Green. But it was really about all of those guys. Tonight was a champion's blood performance for the Golden State Warriors in, again, one of the more hostile crowds that they've ever faced during their championship dynastic run. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We'll keep it moving with Tenderloin Dad. What's going on, Tenderloin? Hey, J.D., no PTO Dickinson, the hardest working man at the game. Honestly, the only other hardworking man I saw out there in Sacramento tonight was Draymond Green. That was a vintage performance from Draymond. 21 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, something like that. I thought that was awfully clutch. You know, the Kings got cute in those first two games and were shooting real well. They were shooting even real well into the, after the first quarter of this game. And what happened? They got cold. Why? Because the Warriors have that championship pedigree. They know what it takes. Andrew Wiggins, I mean, the guy missed, what, like two months of basketball and has been plugged in the last five games of this playoff series. He was going at De'Aaron Fox all night long on that hand. I thought this was a great performance from the Warriors. I'm really hoping they can come back to Chase Center on Friday and close it out. Let that Memphis Lakers series go 6-7-2. or seven, two. I think they're finally coming into their own. Let's go. Thank you, J.D. I'm out. Yeah, appreciate the call. 888-957-9570. Thank you, Tenderloin, uh, for checking in here. A couple on the Comcast Business text line. Uh, this was a point that I had noted, but we hadn't gotten to it to this point. Uh, I do think the Warriors also overcame some of the foul trouble. I, I don't know. It felt like tonight was not a night where the Warriors got a great whistle by comparison to the last two games for sure. I thought the first couple of games were, were pretty even, although I know the Warriors weren't pleased with it. Uh, but but overcoming Sacramento's ability to get to the free throw line, they did get to the line 26 times. The Warriors 19. 19's not nothing. It was a 10-point advantage for the Kings at the free throw line. The Warriors, though, did end up out hitting Sacramento from 3-11 to 10 in this one. I, I did want to bring up De'Aaron Fox, and and you know he had picked up a technical foul. And I know a few people had, had said you know, he picked up a tech, and then there was the the air punch uh, that that he made, uh, which is supposed to be an automatic technical. Now, I don't like seeing star players get kicked out of games for you know playoff games. Uh, we went down this road, obviously, with with Draymond, and of course, Draymond in game two absolutely deserved to be ejected for, from the game for, for what he did. You're not going to get anything different from me on, on that one. Letter of the law versus spirit of, hey, it's game five of a 2-2 series and the game's wild. I mean, letter of the law, Fox should have probably picked up a tech at, at that point, and if he had picked up a tech, he would have gotten run. I think, fortunately, you know, that's something that maybe would have been talked about a little bit more if the Warriors wind up not winning the game, but but I got to be honest, on practice, I don't love the guy that's been the best player on 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 their team being able to to get tossed from a game like that. I don't love it, but again, letter of the law pointed out probably should have been a tech. He already had picked up a tech, 
and that would have been De'Aaron Fox hitting the showers uh, a little bit early. So a couple of people have pointed that out and wanted me to, to at least address it. So I will address it here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Let's keep it rolling on the phone lines. Dan in Castro Valley next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Dan. Oh, no, Dan. All right. So from Dan, we go to Dre and Lamore. What's going on, Dre? Hey, J.D., thanks for taking my call. That was a hell of a game tonight. It, that first quarter it kind of scared me. Kings came out fighting. Actually, they fought the whole game. That was one heck of a shot by Wiggins at the end there, that off-balance shot to preserve the lead. Warriors played some great defense down the stretch. And I got to give Monk some credit on on the Kings. He really kept them in that game. The Warriors championship medal that won it through, and I haven't seen Draymond score that many points or look to score. I would like to see that in the future if the lane's there. You know, don't force anything. He took what was available. Warriors won. Great game. Thanks for taking my call again, J.D. Yeah, appreciate it, Dre. Look, the lane is always there against Sacramento. And I think Draymond, from sitting out in Game 3, was able to realize, hey, I can be more patient, and there are times where I can make them pay for the fact that they're trying to sag off of me, and I'm not a threat. And so he had been able to to do that a little bit in Game 4. He did it a lot tonight, and it wound up being among the many differences for for the Warriors in, in this game. Look, the Kings hit eight threes in the first quarter. Keegan Murray was smoking. Malik Monk, I think, was trying to be in attack mode the way he was in game one when he helped Sacramento take it. Warriors gave up a a, a 12-0 run in the fourth. I mean, this team was able to do that. They were in the penalty. All these different things going on, and they still find a way to hold on. They, They still find a way to hold on on the road in an unbelievable environment to get their 28th consecutive series with a road playoff. I mean, it's just imp- it's it's impressive, 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 impressive stuff. And, you know, just add this one tonight, no matter what happens in this series or what this team winds up going on and doing throughout the course of the playoffs. I mean, the, their ability to win this game tonight the way they did, I mean, put that one in the cap among some of the great, road wins and, and just playoff wins that, that this franchise has had. Uh, Bleacher Dave, do I do I read this correctly? Bleacher Dave in Oakland. What's going on, Bleacher Dave? I haven't heard from, from you in, in a long time, my man. How you been? I'm been good, JD. How you cooking, baby? I'm good, man. Good to hear your voice and, and, and feel your vibe, man. What, what, what do you got? Man, look, look, execution. Execution is what I got, and I think what we saw. You know, down the stretch inside the last three minutes, two minutes, particularly inside two minutes, the Warriors were playing crisp, free and easy on offense. They were cutting crisply. They were passing the ball. They played with just confidence. It's not like – it's more than confidence. It's we've been here before. Same thing defensively. And I think the Kings got a little bit a little bit tentative. Um, you know, threw up three games in a row, and I think the formula for all three of them has been very similar. They staggered Mooney and Draymond. That gave them better spacing on the offense. And we've got Mooney, 
in kind of the, the Draymond position that he pioneered in 2015, really, when they're getting three on two in the middle and he's deciding where to cut. You know, a bunch of assists tonight, again, uh, and his, his emergence, I think, as a playmaker just kind of gives the Warriors the same kind of concepts and looks but just an additional bigger guy like Draymond in the middle that, that can move the ball. Uh, shout out to Kerr. I'm listening to Kerr get a lot of grief from Warriors fans all season for not playing Curry more minutes, for not kind of really using them up to chase after seeding, because he knows, and we all know, it's a long season. He played the June last year, and I think by reserving him, you're able to run him out there 38 minutes tonight when you need him. And instead of sticking with, I think, with his kind of planned rotation, I think he brought him in with a minute and something at the end of the third where they let the Kings in the other night. And then early in the fourth where they let the Kings run off, I think, 10 in a row at home. Yeah. I, it's, you know, I think for the first time we've seen this team that we were hoping to see, and they just really – won all phases of the game. It was fun to watch, man. Kings are Kings yeah. are no joke. That was that was a good team. No doubt. They they are they are a very good young team and they've been coming at the Warriors in every possible opportunity to, to get back in a game. And I think one of the low key adjustments of this series has been Steve Kerr adjusting Curry's rotation to where there are fewer times where Curry isn't on the floor and De'Aaron Fox is those shifts where Fox would be in and Curry would be out and the rotations under normal circumstances don't match. And so the Kings were getting these four-minute stretches, three, four-minute stretches where Fox could go into takeover mode and Curry wasn't on the floor to help balance things for the Warriors and and help them be able to score and get back on the other end. And so they were turning into these these big runs that were helping the Kings play from a position of, of advantage. I'm, I'm with you on the confidence. I'm with you on the crispness. And there was a, a, a poise to the Warriors tonight that wasn't there in the first two games in this building. And it put the pressure on the Kings to kind of match the Warriors a little bit. And when it got to that one-point game and Draymond hit the – the bucket that put him up three. The Kings took some bad shots, and Looney was there to clear off the glass, and I think Bleacher Dave, excellent point. Looney in that Draymond position, surveying the defense, being patient, they're able to get some of those same actions with him as they've been able to do with Draymond for all these years. All right, uh, let's, you know, we're going to hold off on the hardest working player till we come back. Let's let's pause here. We'll reset 888 888-957-9570. Some more text from the Comcast Business Text Line. We'll get your hardest working player of the game coming up as well. Warriors beat the Kings 123 to 116. They take the 3 2 series lead, and you heard it all right here in 95 7 the game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Touch pass to Wiggins, above the break three. Front rim no good. Looney hustles to it in the corner, falling out of bounds. Feeds Dante to Draymond. He goes all the way to the basket and scores. How about the hustle by Looney? All the way to the corner, saving it and getting an extra possession in a bucket. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 The Game. One of Kevon Looney's seven offensive rebounds, 22 total, and it led to a Draymond Green bucket, one of Draymond's eight buckets on the night, eight of 10, 21 points. Welcome you back inside Golden One Center here in Sacramento. It's John Dickinson with you on Warriors wrap up. On 95-7, the game, 123-116, to Warriors over the Kings as they hold on and win to take a three-games-to-two series advantage back to Chase Center. Game 6, Friday afternoon. Again, if you're just tuning in, Game 6 is going to be an afternoon game on Friday, 5 p.m. So, as I said earlier, just, just take... Take Friday off, take Thursday and Friday off. Do what you got to do if you've got tickets to come to Chase. Try and get the place as full as possible here for that ball game that will take place, potential closeout game, and one that I think the Warriors really have to get. I think they'll know it, and the quicker turnaround than there has been here for the last handful of games in this series with only the one off day and then and then game six, I think the Warriors would would tell you they got to get it done to not have to come back to this building and this atmosphere in a Game 7 with the vibe being at that point that the Warriors have let Sacramento off the hook. I think everybody believed that the Warriors could get one in this building, in this series, but asking to get two, especially when you're up 3-2 in the series late, uh, I think that is something that that the Warriors don't want to have to to find out if they have the ability to to overcome. And so that makes Friday afternoon's game at 5 o'clock all the more important as they try to close things out and get on to whatever the second-round opponent will be. The Grizzlies stayed alive tonight at home in Game 5 in L, uh, against L.A., so they're going to play down in Southern California on Friday night, and then we'll see where things shake out. The league sent out a bunch of different schedule 
uh, emails and notes and, and different things like that. Bottom line now that the Warriors do have the 3-2 lead in the series, it, I, I can simplify it as best as possible. Warriors win, sun, uh, win on Friday, and the Lakers win on Friday, and the Warriors and the Lakers are playing at 12.30 on Sunday afternoon at, at Chase Center. That That's locked in. If the Warriors lose on Friday – then they're playing Game Seven at twelve thirty in the afternoon, right back here in Sacramento. So the one thing, one thing we know is the Warriors are likely to be playing at twelve thirty on Sunday in the worst or maybe the best case scenario for them. Eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Hardest working player of the game coming up, but let's get back to the phones, and that's where Richard and Milbray checks in here on Warriors wrap up. Hey, Richard. Hey, how you doing? Good man. How you been? Yeah, you all. All right. I'm yeah, right. I'm, I'm right here. Disappointed. I wanted the Kings uh, to win. I hope they can win Sunday. I don't think they will. But I was disappointed in tonight's game. Malik Monk is not ready for the big time, nor is Herder. Uh, so I'm going to hope for the best on Friday. Hopefully the Kings will win. That they can win Game Seven. I hope for that. Uh, if in fact the Warriors do win, then I hope that Grizz, that Memphis actually plays the Warriors because I think Memphis has a better chance of beating the Warriors. I don't think the Lakers can, but uh, hopefully Sacramento will win. If not, then I want Memphis to win because I want the Warriors to get beat. And that's what I got. Sure, appreciate it, Richard. Not a good night for you at, at that point, and and not a good night not for you if. The Warriors wind up winning on on Friday night as well. Uh, wow, frustrated Kings fan calling in here on on Warriors wrap up. Yeah, Herder's not had a good series. There, there's no doubt, and the Warriors have tried to attack him. Uh, Malik, look, Malik Monk. You could say Malik Monk this, Malik Monk that. As I'll pr- I'll play Sacramento psychologist. M- Malik Monk was it's 21. I mean, he's one of the big reasons the Kings were in the game with an opportunity to steal it down the stretch. So, I mean, he's, he is a, a high, high risk, high reward kind of a player. Like he could have the worst game you've ever seen, but he could also help you win a playoff game. Apparently, although this is the first playoff series that he's played in, he helped the win game one uh, for crying out loud. But uh, we have seen, I think as this series has gone on more areas where the Warriors have been able to attack Sacramento, but, Again, it comes back to what we talked about, which is the patience that that you have to have. But uh, thanks, Richard, for for calling in. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll take Kings fans here on on Warriors wrap up. Daubered down a little bit, uh, and you know, appreciate you, Re- respect you, respect you, Richard, for for calling it like you see it and saying, hey. I hope my team wins on Friday. But if my team doesn't win on Friday, I hope this other team wins because I want to see your team get knocked out. That's you know that that's in the spirit of being a being a good fan. Uh, hope hope Richard wasn't driving around, and if he is, he's he's being safe there uh, in Milbrae. Want uh, everybody to be safe there on the roadways. Eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's go ahead and get to our hardest working player of the game, which is brought to you by AC Transit. Final 40 seconds, Curry wants a two-for-one, off the screen, left side, step back, in trouble, bounce pass to Looney, touch pass to Draymond, right corner, triple, good for number 23. How about Draymond's offense this game? Offense always seems to get bigger in big games. 18. 
Yeah, 18 on the way to 21. Tim Roy, Tom Tolbert on the call there. And just a monster vintage playoff Draymond Green type performance. And and like we were talking about earlier, just the fact that, that he's able to do it when he draws the negative attention target right to him. And, you know, it, it really is similar to Boston last year where he admitted, hey, the crowd was in his head a little bit. He was pressing a little bit. And in that series, he got benched for a stretch there in game four with the Warriors potentially in danger of losing the series. And he goes right back into the game and, and ends up finishing that game and helping the Warriors and then ends up finish, you know, helping them finish to close out that series. He got ejected from game one last year in Memphis, and the Warriors were able to win that game without him. It turned out to be the only road win they got in that series. They won their home games. Draymond came back, had a very good series against the Grizzlies, and helped them close that out. Sometimes Draymond needs a timeout. He needs a breather. He needs to, to clear his head and, and chill and and take a look at the mirror and figure out ways that, that he can help this team in a, in a calmer way while still bringing the, the heart and soul of this team that, that has won all those championships. And I think he was, he was on one. He was, he was out of control, I think, the last time we saw him in this building, whether it was the incident with Sabonis or the incident with the fans and, and all the stuff. And I went on the rant about, you know, the, the parts that I thought were fair as far as the ejection and suspension. I, I, I laid out the things that I didn't think should have necessarily counted. But the, regardless of what you think about that, it, it's all gone now. Draymond was out of control. So he got himself back into control. And as we've seen so many different times with Draymond, when he's able to get himself back into control, he can contribute at the highest level to winning the most volatile and high leverage type games possible. And and that's exactly what he did tonight by carving out a unique way that he can help attack this Sacramento team specifically. So Draymond, the hardest worker of the night, brought to you by AC Transit. AC Transit looking for hard workers and offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team. For complete details and to apply, visit actransit.org slash careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. Let's go to DJ in Burlingame. Back to the phones we go. Warriors wrap up. Warriors up 3-2. What's going on tonight, DJ? You're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, J.D. Long-time listener. Um, First time calling in, but um, just happy the Warriors took a W tonight. Um, Good to see Kavan actually you know, actually making plays. I think he had maybe about six, seven assists tonight um, rather than, you know, his typical passed out because that screen and roll, he was open quite a bit tonight. So Kavan, huge game. Same thing with Draymond attacking the rim quite well tonight. What are your thoughts about kind of that same game plan going forward? Do you think it'll work again on uh, on Friday, uh, sit in Draymond and, you know, keeping – JP in the starting lineup to uh, have a little more offense and open up the floor a little bit more? Yeah, I'm not changing anything if I'm Steve Kerr. I'm not changing anything as far as Jordan Poole's going to be out there. Jordan Poole's going to be a secondary ball handler with with Steph and with Clay, and I'd keep starting Looney. 
Sabonis has had some moments in this series. I mean, you look at Sabonis' line tonight, and he ends up 21-10 and 10 and, and four assists and 9-15. of 15. You go, yeah, that's a pretty pretty good line. Uh, but the Warriors have limited his effectiveness in this series in a big-time way. I mean, he's the guy that's typically getting the Kings into their flow when they're right. I mean, there's a reason. Like, if you'd never watched the Kings and you just watched this series, you'd think, damn, De'Aaron Fox is by far their best player. And in this series, he has been by far their best player. But over the course of the 82 games, Demonis Sabonis was the Kings' best player. And him coming over from Indiana, allowing De'Aaron Fox to be the second best player on the Kings over the course of a season really enabled him to be able to flourish and, and to improve and they added a bunch of shooting around him, and they brought in his best friend and Malik Monk, who's not only his best friend but a really nice complimentary player and, and, and sixth man. And all of a sudden, you know, Keegan Murray and Herter, a couple of those shooters I just mentioned, and all of a sudden the Kings can play this this open, flowing offensive game around Sabonis, who on a lot of nights can dominate his opponent. I mean, there, there aren't a lot of great bigs in the NBA. And so Sabonis is very skilled. Very talented. I, I, he is tough. And so he can just dominate a lot in the regular season. And I think that was a big part of, of the, the King's success. They'd run everything through him. He'd have his way. The shooters would get off. Fox would kind of do his thing. And then fourth quarter, they'd basically let De'Aaron Fox try to take the game over the way he did in the first game of the series, really in the third quarter. And they would win a lot of games like – the game that they lost tonight, frankly, and the game that they lost on Sunday at, at Chase. I mean, that's another one of these little hat tip moments for the Warriors. The Kings have been the team that have been the best clutch team in the NBA, and Fox have been the best clutch player in the NBA. And now it's two games in a row where the Warriors did something that they were probably going to have to do if they were going to win this series, and that is win multiple games that are close against this Kings team and probably win one in this building. And so impressive, yes. But the Warriors have been able to figure out just enough with their patience and poise to be able to beat the Kings at their own game, really, in the last couple of games. And I think that, you know, can they do it time? As far as the question, I'm, I'm not changing anything. Poole's in the starting lineup. Draymond's coming off the bench. I'm playing the same six guys that played the bulk of the minute. Like, to me, if you're Steve Kerr, you have to ride it out. You can't get cute. can't start playing Kaminga again just because you're worried about guys getting tired. Like, you got to get through this game, and then if game one of the next series, you're going to play a few more players to try and keep everybody fresh because it's a new series, you know, then do it then. But the one thing, you know, if, if it winds up hurting you in a game one against the Lakers potentially, then so be it. But you got to get to that point. And so to me, you got to do everything humanly possible if you're Steve Kerr and if you're the Warriors to not play another game in Golden 1 Center until next season. That That's just the reality of it. Because if you slip up and open the door, and look, you're not going to have to open the door very much. I mean, the Kings are good enough to where you're not going to have to open the door very much. But if you're a little impatient and they're hot and you don't play buttoned up and you saw how they can just, in a blink, be right there to steal a game as they were Sunday, you do that and then all of a sudden they're coming back feeling like they got a ton of house money in a game seven, which will be raucous. And then you're wondering, can the Warriors, can the OGs dial that up again on about 40 hours time 
when it's going to be a madhouse. And that's something where I know Warrior fans are feeling good tonight. Warrior fans should be feeling good tonight. I know some on the Sacramento side uh, that I was talking to after the game were like, yep, the, the, the King's time has come, but the series isn't over until you win four. And so you know, everything that the Warriors have done, and I think they know it because they've, they've gone through it, it's the fact that you give this Kings team an inch and they, they, they take a mile. And so uh, I think you know, the Warriors are going to have to come up with that fourth great game uh, back at home with the weird start time and less rest in between. I mean, the Warriors' worst game of this series was game two, and that was the only game in this series where it had been on one day between the two games and the Warriors really struggled in that game hung around because the Kings didn't make a lot of shots but ultimately got beat and got frustrated in that game but now you look at it and the Warriors in the games in this series where there's been two days off in between and you know the first game obviously Sacramento got the advantage but the the, ser- the games in this series where there's been two days or or a week leading up to game one, those have been the games where, where the Warriors have come up with their, their best performances. So something to file away now as it gets a little bit shorter from five to six, and it would get a lot shorter from six to seven with the travel back on Saturday here. So if you're the Warriors, you want to avoid that uh, without a doubt at all costs. All right, 888-957-9570. Uh, do we still have one more caller, Sterling, or did we already we already roll through that? You can let me know here. Open lines? All right, open lines. Yeah, open lines. All right, 888-957. we got about five more minutes here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Again, 5 o'clock tip Friday. Make sure you take the day off. Make sure you take the next two days. Again, I'm giving you permission. Just take the next two days off. Just just chill. Baskin, Baskin feeling good about a vintage Warriors win tonight. And take tomorrow off and then say, hey, I got I got tickets. Or even if you don't have tickets, you just want to watch. You want to go to a bar somewhere in the city or hang out at home or, you know, whatever. Watch with your kids, watch with your family, whatever it is. Just, just you know, take 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 the rest of the weekend off. Like, it's no problem. But, yeah, 5 o'clock tip. Going to hear a lot about that from the Warriors in the next couple of days. All right, a couple of text messages, and then I got some notes. And then we're going to call it a night here on this Wednesday uh, from the 650 JD since you were there could you compare the vibe and noise of the sack crowd from games one and two compared to tonight there were a lot more warrior fans tonight than there were in the first two games and the first two games it it might as well have been 99 percent to one percent Sacramento fans I mean true home games tonight I don't know 90-10 maybe. So so it was a significantly, you know, significant amount of Warrior fans more by comparison, but it wasn't a lot. Uh they they were able to be heard, I think, maybe not quite as loudly as the number of Kings fans that were in Chase on Sunday. Uh there were there were a decent amount of Kings fans there, although I wouldn't say an overwhelming amount by any stretch. But I would say it was it, it the sound when the Warriors would make a big play was was similar to the sound when Sacramento would make a big play at Chase on on Sunday afternoon. But I, I didn't I thought it was a, a, without a doubt an A crowd tonight. I it did seem a little. I mean, and again, this is semantics. It did seem a little less rowdy tonight, just a little. But maybe that was the fact that. 
the Warriors were able to to grab the lead late in the first half and, and basically keep the lead for the entire second half. And a good chunk of that, the Warriors were in that 8 to 10-point to range. And so I think every time the Warriors were able to get up in that 8 to 10-point range, I do think the crowd did get a little tense, like, uh-oh, is this going to be the end of the line? And, and every time it got to that point, the Kings made a little bit of a run to get closer, and then the crowd would get into the game. But uh, I, I think all three crowds off the charts – I think game one and game two were, were, were a little bit better if we're, if we're really going to look at it. Uh, you know, if, if, if those first two games were 10s, then tonight might have been like a 9.8. So, I mean, it was, it was electric. And, and, and honestly, I know, you know things have gotten a little ugly at times, I think, between Kings fans and Warriors fans in, in this series as it's, as it's gone on. But... You know, the one point that I have made at, at different points here is just the fact that you know, Warrior fans do know what Kings fans have been through. And I'm not saying it makes you feel feel bad for them at all, but but you know the exuberance of, of being in the playoffs after a long drought. A couple other things, J.D., just want to say thank you for everything. You're doing a fantastic job. Go Warriors. That from Rock and New Era 84 and the 510. Uh, six five zero. This is a good one, JD. You got to talk about the Wiseman trade now. Could Wise have given us what GP two did? Can we now say it was a brilliant move, or is it still too early? That's a fair question, and I did address this uh, over the last week. And what I said over the, I said, hey, it's probably still too early unless GP two helps the Warriors win multiple playoff series or another championship. But I, I also point blank will say if the Warriors don't have Gary Payton, the second in this series, they probably don't win the series and they certainly don't win the game tonight if he's not on the roster. So it's too early, but in the short term, and I know my, my pal Whitey Gleason has said this in the short term, the Warriors are absolutely better off for having GP two. And, and I guess you could make the case, Hey, if it helps you win one playoff series, then it winds up being worth it. But at this point, I it's it's a fair question to to bring up, and in a series, and all of these playoff series come down to playables. How many? Which team has more playable players that they trust and are capable to to give you something on a night in night out basis? And Gary Payton the second, for the most part, when he's been available to play, has been one of the the Warriors playables, and the Warriors have basically found six. And a little bit of Moody, DiVincenzo some games. like They've they've been able to find, I think, eight or nine that they can get through a game with. You start looking at Sacramento, and they haven't gotten as much from Trey Lyles or Alex Lynn or Kevin Herter, and Keegan Murray came on, but, but he was non-existent in the first couple of games. So the playables have been relatively even in a series that, that absolutely would be uh, even. 888-957-9570. Uh, that's the text line. Five one zero. I think the Fox finger injury is the break the Warriors needed. Fox won't be the same threat the rest of the way. Yeah, it definitely looked like just from the shooting numbers that that the finger was more of a problem as the game went on. I mean, he started off hot. He ended up nine to twenty five. He had his first three from three. He ended up missing his last seven from three. And look, the Kings were. I thought. I mean, he ended up with twenty five shots, but the Kings were. I thought going away from him more than they usually do because it was probably painful for him to have the ball in his hands and have to keep creating at, at the level that that he was. Uh, a couple of text messages here, then a couple of notes. 510, JD, do you ever sleep? 
Uh, probably doesn't look like it if uh, you're watching on the YouTube stream or the Twitch stream right now. As yeah, I'm I'm looking at yeah, looking at the screen here. Yeah, I, I look a little tired. I look I look like it's been a like it's been a five gonna be six game series that that's gone on for nearly two weeks. And I guess it has what we've known about this series now for 17 days. So it, it's felt like this series has gone on for 17 days. So I'm gonna get a good night's sleep tonight. And at this point, day off tomorrow, and I'll be ready to roll. Five o'clock on Friday. Be what? Four o'clock Warriors Live? Yeah, four o'clock Warriors Live. I think I'm gonna join Willard and Dibbs from Thrive City somewhere. Location to be determined. Thrive City for Warriors Live on Friday afternoon. But uh yeah, man, I'm 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 loving this. I love the playoffs. I know I've I've talked to you all about this over the the years and especially last year. I mean it was a special run for me. Because, you know, to be able to, to be traveling and in all these different buildings and, and covering these playoff games and talking to you, the, the, the Warrior fan base, I mean, it's just it's been a blast. And, you know, this series has been tremendous. I know a lot of you do know my background with, with Sacramento and, and working there for a long time before I came to the Bay. And this series has just been – it's been special. It really has. And, and the games have been tremendous. And so, no sleep. Who cares? I mean, let's let's get to let's get to game six. Let's get to game six and see if the the Warriors can can close this thing out. All right, couple of quickie notes. Warriors have the three two lead. Mentioned the one road win in twenty eight consecutive playoff series. Now that streak began in two thousand thirteen. Every single playoff series that Steph Clay and Draymond have played in. The Warriors have won at least one road game tonight. You can check that box for this series. 33 assists, 52% shooting, both highs for this series. Second straight game, the Warriors have had 30 assists and shot at 50% from the field. And so the Warriors finding their offense these last two games, and they've had to have it. Warriors overcame a 10-point deficit. That's nothing these days. First time in this series they've been able to, to do that when trailing by double figures. Warriors had 13 of those in the regular season. Warriors got 60 in the paint, and I think that was the key. Attacking the paint, 60 in the paint. Warriors also got the lead after three quarters. A nine-point lead, enough to hold on. A 10-point lead, enough to barely hold on. Playing the game from that nine to 10-point advantage has helped the Warriors be able to hold Sacramento off in these last couple of games. You go back to game one. Warriors had that 9-10 to point lead late in the third. Curry went out. Kings flipped it, had the lead going to the fourth, and then it was a scrap from that point on. The Warriors ultimately could not prevail. And then, yeah, Steph Curry, game-high 31, fourth 30-point game in the series. He's averaging 31.4. I think tonight's the night where Steph surpasses now with the Warriors having the lead the best player in the series. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, I think, had had that mantle, and rightfully so, for the first four games of the series. Collectively, Curry's been inching closer as the Warriors have been inching closer in the series. And now I think with the Warriors up 3-2 and Steph having another 30-point game as fourth of the series, Curry has surpassed Fox as sort of the MVP of the series. But we'll see how this thing ends with Game 6. And if there is a Game 7, that obviously can change. Clay Thompson, 25 points, 20 or more now in four games and 25 or more in each of the last two, and he's done it efficiently with five three-pointers in three games here of the series. 20 for Andrew Wiggins. Kevon Looney matched the playoff career high with 22 rebounds. Looney had the 22-rebound 
game against the Grizzlies in game six of the Western semifinals last year, and he was able to match that. He joined Wilt Chamberlain and Nate Thurman as the only Warriors to have multiple 20-rebound games in a single playoff series. So, wow. I mean, I know we joke about the Kavon Looney, Kavon Olajuwon stuff, but that's some that's some pretty incredible company when you think about it. Kavon Looney right up there with Wilt Chamberlain and Nate Thurmond in times with multiple 20-rebound games in a single playoff series. Wilt did it seven times. So seven times Wilt had a couple of games in a playoff series where he had 20 or more boards. Nate Thurmond did it five times, Kavon Looney. Uh, he has done it now for the second time. Uh, and Draymond Green off the bench, 21 points. Most he scored in any game this season, playoffs or regular season. Draymond Green, uh, unbelievable line for him. 21 points, 7 assists, 4 boards, 4 steals, off the bench in the Warriors' win. And first time this season that Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Andrew Wiggins each score 20 or more in a game. Tonight was really all about the usual starters, Steph and Clay. Draymond off the bench, but typical starter Looney. It was that five-man group that is ranked the best in the NBA, plus a little bit of GP2 to help the Warriors get to the finish line. All right, this is the finish line for me as we flip the clock now into Thursday. I want to thank Sterling Bennett. I want to thank everybody in our San Francisco studios. Unbelievable job throughout the course of the afternoon and on into the evening and all the way up until tomorrow now here as tomorrow becomes today on 95.7 The Game. But uh, Sterling Bennett back after taking the last couple of games off. Excellent work, as always. We'll talk to you on Friday. Again, Warriors Live is at 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon from Thrive City. Location to be determined. Willard and Dibbs on hand as well. And that tip-off at 5 o'clock between the Warriors and the Kings. Game 6 as Golden State will look to close it out. Keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. Morning Roast. Steiny and Guru, Willard and Dibbs, they got you covered all throughout what's going to be a busy Thursday NFL draft tomorrow as well as reacting to this Warriors game. So keep it locked at 95.7 the game. We'll talk to you Friday. Warriors beat the Kings 123-116 to to take a 3-2 series lead. And you heard it all right here on your home for Warriors basketball, 95.7 the game. Good night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.